Welcome to Bathing with God, the free audiobook podcast from my imagination to yours. I'm Glenn Ostland, and if you like what you hear and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And now I give you Bathing with God. Chapter 12 The Game of Hide and Seek Sir, why did you take such pains to hide yourself? Bertrand Russell Hello, Quad. Are you there? I'm always here. I know. Then why did you ask? Because I wanted to talk with you again. This is how I initiate the conversation. If you say so. What do you mean? It worked, didn't it? We're talking again, aren't we? Uh Uh-huh. And who do you think I am again? You are my imagination and my curiosity about those parts of me that are divine, omnipotent, omniscient, and eternal. You're the part of me that is source energy, quantum god, or at least the part of me that imagines what that would be like if any of this stuff were actually real. Do you think any of this stuff is actually real? Well, it's actually happening. We're really having this conversation. It really is only made possible through the use of my own imagination and my curiosity. And it really starts when I ask, Hello, are you there? Interesting. So, before you said, Hello, are you there? Where do you think I was? What do you mean? I just think it's interesting that you divide your life into times when you are engaged in conversation with your imagination and times when you are not. From my perspective, we are constantly engaged together in conversation in thinking and feeling and exploring the world around us. But sometimes, you decide to focus more intently on being aware of this ongoing conversation, and you tell yourself that you have to say something to initiate it, when in truth, it was initiated long before you became aware of it. And it is always, always going on. I bathe corrected. Cute. So, do you want to go ahead and ask me what you came here to ask me? and pretend that I don't already know both the question and the answer? Well, why don't you just take it from here, Mr. Smarty Pants? With pleasure. You were listening to David Eagleman's collection of fictional essays, Some, Tales from the Afterlife, and it made you think about God. That's right. And that made you think about Richard Dawkins in his interview with Ben Stein in his frustrating movie on intelligent design. Remember? when Dawkins said that if there were a god, it could have happened that, at some earlier time, somewhere in the universe, a civilization evolved, probably by some kind of Darwinian means, probably to a very high level of technology, and designed a form of life that they seeded onto, perhaps, this planet. You were thinking about that scene in that movie. Yep, and I couldn't stand that movie. You may feel differently if you watched it again now, but in that same scene, Stein asked Dawkins what he would say to God if he died and woke up in the afterlife and came face to face with his creator. Right, and instead of giving a personal answer, Dawkins quoted Bertrand Russell in response. Sir, why did you take such pains to hide yourself? Which is basically what you want to talk to me about right now. Exactly. Why? What are you feeling? I'm feeling sort of frustrated. It seemed incredibly arrogant and presumptuous for someone to ask God, why did you take such pains to hide yourself, as if God is being scolded for not doing something that he should have been doing, 
Or, more accurately, like people who believe in God are stupid for believing a God that takes such pains to hide himself. Arrogant and presumptuous, huh? Yeah, I know. I'm often arrogant and presumptuous myself. True that. You wouldn't recognize that in others, or make your imagination annoyingly condescending, if you weren't intimately familiar with it yourself. Understood. But what is the right answer to Russell's question? How would God respond to, why did you take such pains to hide yourself? You tell me. I'm your imagination, after all. If I already know both the question and the answer, then you must already know them as well. Yeah, you're right. I think I do. At least, the answer that makes sense to me. You know you do. So, what is it? Why has God taken such pains to hide himself? He hasn't, because he isn't. Ooh, pithy. Explain. Well, it's mostly a feeling, really. And I guess it started when I recognized my reaction to Richard Dawkins. And what reaction was that? Annoyance? Disappointment? I have a lot of respect for Dawkins, and I've learned so much from him over the years, but it felt really obnoxious that he dodged the question posed to him by invoking Bertrand Russell, as if an appeal to authority standing on the shoulders of someone else's position would somehow give his own position a more firm foundation. Hang on a second, though. Aren't you doing that with me, a little? Bringing your questions to me, as if I were some omniscient, eternal source of pure knowledge, when I'm actually your imagination, mirroring back to you answers that you already feel deep within your psyche. It would be, if instead of acknowledging my imagination as the source, I preached my opinions to other people as cosmic truth revealed to me from God. But don't derail me. Let me finish answering Dawkins' question. Pardon me. By all means, you are running the show after all. Right. So Dawkins is regarded as a brilliant thinker and a logical giant by hundreds of thousands of intellectuals. But during his conversation with Ben Stein, he was guilty of many logical fallacies. He really should know better, and it seems like most of his fans simply turn a blind eye to it. I understand what you are saying, but looking at the logical fallacies is going to take you away from the question you really want to ask. Come back to that later if you want, but first, explain what you meant when you said, he hasn't because he isn't. Well, first of all, I think that Dawkins' view of God is too narrowly stuck on the traditional Judeo-Christian bearded man in the sky idea of God that I agree is a man-made fiction. But just because every man-made description of God is a fiction doesn't mean that there's not a God that is more than what we can actually imagine. Which is why you like the idea of source energy as God. Exactly. Which also means that I don't think that God is hiding anywhere, and he certainly isn't taking any pains to do it. How do you figure? How can you say that God is not hiding? Do you see him? I do, actually. Do you remember the night I asked to see God? There have been more than one of those nights. I remember them all. The one I'm thinking of was about a year ago in January. I said, God, reveal yourself to me. And the response that came to me was, Son, when you laugh yourself silly at the absolute absurdity of that question, in that very moment, you will be staring directly through my eyes. I remember that response. And you are welcome, by the way.
That was you? Who else? So, what did that mean to you? It means that asking to see God is an admission of ignorance. Ignorance of the fact that God is the cumulative energy that's doing everything, everywhere, all the time. There is no hiding God. God is in plain sight, all around us. God is the source energy that, as Dawkins very reluctantly but eloquently speculated to Ben Stein, evolved to a point of omnipotence and omniscience in a remote past, and now passes the time playing the ultimate virtual reality game by creating everything that we see and experience and are. Not in the same way a potter shapes clay separate from himself, but in the way a caterpillar changes its very essence into a butterfly. So, you have seen God? Of course I have. So what does he look like? This, us, everything. The sky, the clouds, the trees, the people, the animals, the air. If I approach any one of those things and go deep into its fundamental nature, deep into its molecular structure, all the way down to the most fundamental bits of energy, that is God, the one energy that animates everything, the one energy that constantly supports and nourishes itself with other versions of itself, the one energy that wears as many masks as it can conjure. Masks, huh? Like the god of many faces from Game of Thrones? Sort of, but not limited to human form. But if it is wearing masks, isn't that taking great pains to hide itself? No. Really? Then what do you call it? Why do I need to call it anything? Nice. You are learning. Go on. Well, like you said in our first discussion, words are symbols that we use to represent things that are known and familiar to us. My experience does not include anything even close to what God is doing. My experience is limited to what I'm able to perceive through my body and process in my brain. I know enough to know that whatever story I tell, whatever meaning I think I discover, it's based on incomplete information. It is a fiction, and it is temporary, ephemeral. It will all eventually blow away to dust. But the imprint that I make upon this divine energy, that continues to exist in God's memory. But I don't need to understand who or what God is or why God does what it does. I just need to understand that I'm something that God is doing, and so is everything else. And that can help me lean more towards love and further away from fear. Nicely put. How does it feel to put it like that? It feels really good. So, do you want to go into Dawkins' logical fallacies now? No, not really. Good. Neither do I. Too much intellectualizing. What do you want to do instead? Mm, just shut my eyes, relax, and sink back into the enjoyment of this warm bath that I'm soaking in. I'll just feel it instead of plaster it with thoughts and words. Sounds good. That's what I want, too. Let's do it. We already are. We always are. Thank you for listening to Bathing with God. If you like what you just heard and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And if you really, really like what you just heard, share it with someone you love and give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you use. You can also like our Facebook page and subscribe to the Bathing with God YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can email me, Glenn Osland, at bathingwithgod at gmail.com. 
I'd love to hear from you. And probably so would Quad. Oh yeah, bring it. Thanks again for listening to Bathing with God.